재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 And you are listening to TBS EFM on 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. It's Friday, and that means it's time for Project Seoul, our weekly team-up with the University of Seoul, in which we dissect city policies and administration and just check up on how South Korea's capital is developing. Today we're joined by a new face and a new voice. Uh, assistant Professor in the Department of Urban Planning and Design, Song Jae-min, is here. Hello, Professor Song. Hi, Kurt. Nice <laughs> Great you. to have you here. Welcome. Pleasure to meet you. Thank so, you. Um, Climate change is the big topic uh, on a global scale, but also here on an urban scale. We're going to talk about climate change in Seoul for these next four weeks that you're going to be with us. And uh, I guess we can just start. Um, maybe we don't even have to visit this topic, but uh, there is this question of climate change skepticism out there. A lot of climate change skeptics, mainly in the U.S. Congress. Uh, do you think there is any credence to this doubt of climate change? Yes, truly. I mean, even in Korea, like whenever I meet people, when they, when I introduce myself as a, a climate specialist, many people ask if it's real or if it's re- happening or not. So um, in the beginning of the discussion of climate change in the early 1990s, there used to be many controversies and debates on climate change. But now many uh, scientific agencies, including IPCC, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and uh, you know, majority of scientists, agree that climate change is happening and that humans are responsible for it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that every scientist agrees on the every aspect of climate change science. But uh, there exists broad agreement that climate change is really happening and it's caused by excess greenhouse gas emissions from human activities. And, you know, in science, there's no such a thing with like 100% confidence. Sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, I would like to say that, you know, up to now... There is enough certainty that uh, about basic causes and effects of climate change to justify taking actions that reduce future risk. Okay, so we can haggle over, you know, specifics of science like uh, Mm -hmm. degrees and temperature. But those people who say that climate change is some kind of hoax or some kind of falsehood, they're really on the fringe. The vast consensus is that climate change is real and we're to blame for it. We humans. Correct. Well, I I mean, some of these skeptics would look out our window today and go, God, it's really cold. (laughs) You know, uh, so that disproves global Mm -hmm. warming. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, what would you say to them who say, you know, is the earth really warming since I'm so cold? Well, um, a few extra cold or snow winters in Seoul doesn't mean that global warming is not happening. And, uh, you know, if we, we look at the, the record, the global average temperatures are rising. So it's not about, I mean, there can be some fluctuations in the temperature, but the problem is the trend. So uh, even with this global warming at the local or regional level, we can expect to have some colder than average seasons or even colder than average year. And in fact, extra snowy winters can be expected. So when we have a warmer climate, more water bayfall is held in the atmosphere, uh, causing more intense rain and snowstorms. So as the climate warms, we do expect that the duration of the snowy season to decrease. However, uh, as long as it is still cold enough to snow, a warming climate can lead to bigger snowstorms. Mm. Do you know Niels deGrasse Tyson? that scientist, the physicist. No. He's got a show where he explains that uh-huh. you said the trend of temperatures. Right, right, right. And he walks a dog down the beach. Uh-huh. The dog goes back and forth all the time. Right, right. But the trend... Don't, the trend right. is down the beach. Right, right. But That's the, correct. But the temperatures are fluctuating. Yeah. That represents the so dog. So a lot of scat- 
uh, skeptics, uh, you know, look at the the fluctuations, but we have to look at the trend. Exactly. So greenhouse gas emissions, uh, chlorofluorocarbons in the atmosphere Mm -hmm. are what uh, is causing, and CO2 in the atmosphere. In terms of the urban metropolis of Seoul, what's the status of greenhouse gas emissions here? Well, before I start, uh, first I'd like to clarify one very popular misconception that greenhouse gas emission is bad because, you know, we hear about greenhouse gas emission reduction. So a lot of people think that greenhouse gas emission might be harmful, but a greenhouse gas itself is not harmful at all. And greenhouse gas, including carbon dioxide and many other greenhouse gases, is a very, very important component of our atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they do is they trap some of the solar radiation so that to maintain uh, the warmth uh, of, of the Earth. So if there's no greenhouse gas in the atmosphere, the temperature of the Earth can be minus 18 Celsius degree, which means that, you know, nobody can survive. So I'd like to say that, you know, greenhouse gas emission is good uh, you know, very important thing. But the problem is the additional mm. greenhouse gas emissions the human beings are creating uh, through the use of fossil fuels. Fair and enough. Now yep. let me get get back to the greenhouse gas emissions in Seoul. So currently the amount of greenhouse gas emissions from Seoul is around uh, 49 million tons of CO2 emission per year, uh, which is well, uh, equivalent to 5 tons of CO2 emission per capita. And the major sources of emissions in Seoul in include uh, direct uh, energy consumption, transportation, and electricity use. But here, so we talk about a one ton of CO2 and two ton of CO2, but uh, do you know how big one ton of CO2 emission is? It's hard to picture, you know, because it's right. a gas. You, and it's, it's hard, hard to, to see, right? right? So a lot of people just say like one ton or two ton. So here, I'd like to say that, I mean, uh, it is gas, so uh, the, the volume would be decided uh, depending on the, the, the temperature, uh, but when when we assume the room temperature, uh, the size-wise, uh, it would be equivalent to the size of a balloon with a diameter of 10 meter, which oh, wow. is huge. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, in, if you travel eight times between Seoul and Busan, like 400 Four round kilometers. Trips. Right. No, eight, eight, eight round, round trips. Trip. Yeah, eight round trip. The emission from the car would be around one ton of uh, uh, CO2. So you can picture that, you know, all every citizen, Seoul citizen is emitting five tons of CO2. Two emissions, oh. like 10 balloons, yep. like in the air every year. That's quite a bit. All the more mm-hmm. reason to take the KTX. <laughs> um, but compared to other cities, mm-hmm. Seoul is not really doing a lot of manufacturing. Other cities in Seoul right, are doing right. heavy manufacturing. Right. Uh, where does Seoul stand in comparison to them? Well, I mean, Korea is a quite big emitter of greenhouse gas emissions in the world, are ranked as the 12th biggest emitter in the world. And emissions from Seoul account for around 8% of the national total greenhouse gas emissions. So if you consider the population of Seoul, which is like, um, you know, 20% of the total population, its contribution to the national emissions is uh, relatively low. Um, actually, the national per capita emission in Korea is around 12 tons of CO2, while each Seoul citizen emits 5 tons, so like, you know, more than half. Uh, actually, uh, though the amount of greenhouse gas emissions have kept increasing over time in Seoul, uh, 
the speed is much slower than the national average. So I'd like to say that uh, Seoul is quite doing a good job in terms of uh, greenhouse gas emissions. And I guess um, in the coming weeks, we will talk about how Seoul has been doing, you know, in this good job uh, to control emissions. But the lower level of emission per capita in Seoul uh, owes to combination of many factors and characteristics of cities like, uh, you know, good policy and good public transportation and good waste management. And as you mentioned, you know, it's a service-based economy. So compared to other cities like Ulsan or other, you know, industrial city, we have, uh, we use less, uh, you know, energy. So, uh, you know, we will have a chance to talk about these uh, good practices in Seoul, which contribute to the lower greenhouse gas emissions in the next uh, three weeks. Excellent. I look forward to that. Uh, Mm -hmm. You you mentioned public transportation. Mm -hmm. Does the five tons of CO2 that each Seoul citizen emits assume that they're driving? Well, assume assume that they're driving a car and thereby emitting? No, 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 no. I mean... Uh, because That's just an the, average. The reason, yeah, the reason why we have such a lower greenhouse gas emission per capita is because of the use of, the public, use transportation. of public transportation. So if so you on. look at the uh, uh, per capita emission in uh, New York or other okay. big much cities, higher. much, no, no, lower. I mean, I'm saying that, you know, if we compare Atlanta versus New York, right? I mean, New York has such a good public transportation. Right. So those... Big cities, you know. I mean, we we you know usually exam, uh, imagine that big cities would have uh, you know bigger greenhouse gas emissions. I mean, partly it's true, but because of the good tr- public transportation, actually okay. the per capita wise, it's much more efficient and more much more lower. Okay, so good right. public transportation mm-hmm. is very valuable. Just uh, briefly sketch out for us the the climate fluctuations that have taken place in Seoul. Okay, uh, so the mean temperature of Seoul has risen by two point four Celsius degree over the last 100 years, which is actually much, much faster than the global average, 0.85 Celsius degree. And the frequency and amount of rainfall has also increased and the precipitation pattern has also changed. And we have more frequent heavy rains than before and also more natural disasters. In addition, uh, the sea level rises uh, by 1.8 millimeter every year, which means um, 18 centimeter, like over 100 years, and the rise is accelerating. And climate change has also brought about changes in the seasonal patterns, and we have shorter winter days uh, while having longer summer days. Uh, so, so many changes, um, you know, with a 2.4 Celsius. Yeah, it's interesting. You these incremental advances mm. in warming. Right. People underestimate that, right. but uh, it really does have a cumulative right, effect and right, it can right. really change yes, weather yes. patterns and living right, conditions. Right, and right. we are going to get really into the nitty gritty of that in mm-hmm. our next three weeks together, mm-hmm. uh, which I look forward to. Mm-hmm. Professor Song, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. Okay, that's Project Souls. Stay tuned. We will be right back.